You okay? Nothing. You okay? Why did you make a face? No, I'm gonna say it on the mic. <laughs> Why? You like sneezed and then you did like a little like moan, like a sexy moan. No, I didn't. Go listen to it. That's just how I sneeze. Hey, I'm Liza. And I'm Mike. We're a married couple with too many DVDs. 1,321 to be exact. Look, physical media is great. But we definitely don't need 1,321 DVDs. No, we don't. So we started this podcast where every other week we choose two movies to watch and discuss. And when we're done, we can only keep one. This This is DVD DVD Deathmatch. Hello. Hi. Hi. It's time once again. Here we are. It is time. It is time. Hello. Hello. Uh, We're back. We're back with a a deathmatch this week. A deathmatch. We did... A deathmatch. Then we did a mini-sode. Deathmatch time. Next oh, it'll yeah. be a mini-sode. Are you guys getting it yet? Do we need to keep explaining how right, podcasts exactly. work? It's so complex. Yikes. <laughs> so um, many levels to it. Levels. Uh, yeah, no. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. You're good? Yeah. You're well? I'm well. Your family's well? Yes, you are well. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, everything's good. I don't know. I, I got nothing to report. Um, how are you doing? I'm great. Yeah? Yeah. Great. Yeah, this week is a little, uh, a little hairy. Yeah. But my therapist said that's okay. It is. That's true. And that I can do hard things, so. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Different podcast. (laughs) I think it's going to be all right. You can do hard things. I can do hard things. And also, like, yeah, we we got this. We got this. Yeah. It's just, it's literally just that I actually have things going on. Mm-hmm. And my brain has forgotten how to function in a world where I I have actual like deadlines for things. You yeah. know? Yep. You know? Yep. But we love things. Blessed to have things. Blessed. Too blessed. To be stressed. Um, I took a uh, little topic at the top. I took the kids to the movies. You did. A couple weeks in a like like I took a couple times recently. Which, yeah. Like the youngest one had not seen a movie since Frozen Two, her first movie before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, in the theater, yeah. and not, she'd seen movies. She'd since seen then. movies, yeah, and, yeah, but not, uh, not in the theater. And we finally did. We're like, okay, yeah, kids, can, kids are fully vaxxed and everything, and let's let's go back. So, a couple weeks ago, I took them to see DC Super Pets. Yeah, League of Super Pets or whatever. Totally fine. Totally serviceable. Exactly. Kind of like, yes, we're gonna go see a movie for children in the theater. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that kind of big, loud, like. Yeah. Kevin Hart and The Rock play pets with superpowers kind of movie. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Um, and it was totally fine. Girls loved it. And then last weekend took them to see uh, Marcel the Shell with shoes on. Yeah. Which was adorable. And they loved it. And I loved it too. It was great. And yeah. recommended for kids and for adults. It was lovely. Had a very like, like ASMR-y kind of feel. Yeah. With those videos. Um, I feel like... Was it Luke saying that to me or something? I can't remember. I can't remember. But anyway, um, yeah, that that was spot on. It was like, uh, it's a I very relaxing. Talk. I mean, I didn't see Marcel, but I hate ASMR. Okay, well, it's not actually. It's <laughs> I, I didn't mean. Okay, <laughs> you should still see the. It's, okay, it's, it's a very like um, just relaxing. It's a relaxing style to it, a relaxing feel to it, but okay. it's also a very emotional movie. Yeah, that's I what did. I heard. You heard from our children who made fun of me for crying. Yeah, so that's good. <laughs> Um, uh, but yeah, Jenny Slate's amazing. Yeah. Dean Fleischer Camp, who directed it, is great. And, uh, Isabella Rossellini's great. I anyway, recommended. Loved recommended. it. Recommended. I love that. That's all. I love that. What um, about you? What's going on with you? Any movies? No. You, while you were seeing movies, I was, uh, cleaning the house. Yikes. <laughs> I, I, you don't have, it's fine. Okay. <laughs> um, I, listen, let's just get into it. Let's we? get into we it. I'm hungry. Talk. I didn't eat much today. I'm hungry. We got to get to dinner time. <laughs> yeah, baby. we got to get to the, the it's order a 15 time. minute one. I know. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just joking. <laughs> um, y'all, you'll never believe what we did over the last two weeks. Clean the house. You'll never believe. Cleaned the house. We cleaned the house. But also. And we also watched two movies. Two movies. This. Two. 
these movies. two weeks, these two weeks. Oh, I'm still getting. I'm still getting used to the to the format here. <laughs> All right. So sorry about that. These two weeks we watched <laughs> Freeway from 1996 and Red Dragon from 2002. Let's kick it off with Freeways, shall we? As I said, from 1996, directed by Matthew Bright, and our IMDb summary is. A twisted take on Little Red. Twisted. <laughs> Extreme. Epic. 90s. <laughs> a twisted take on Little Red Riding Hood with a teenage juvenile delinquent on the run from a social worker traveling to her grandmother's house and being hounded by a charming but sadistic serial killer and pedophile. <laughs> like, that's what I thought the movie was uh-huh. going into it, but that's not what the movie is, really. It's not really. Anyway, we can it's, get into it. Yeah, it's kind of, well, I mean, like, let's get into it. It is, like, touted as this this take on Little Red Riding Hood. Sure. I mean, complete with, like, she's got a red Dracula. Yeah. she got a red Dracula. <laughs> and just like the real uh, Little Red Riding Hood. Okay. She's got a red dragon, is that what you're going to say? <gasps> oh, my God. Whoa. Um, no, she's got a red jacket oh, on. Oh, yeah. And when she runs away from her social worker, she packs her things into a basket for some reason. Um, right. And she is indeed heading to her grandmother's house. But it feels like you watch the movie and it feels like a cover. Okay. Here's here's what <laughs> my general feel of this of this film, right? Is that, like, there's a special place in my heart for this movie because uh, I it was very much one of those movies that I like caught on TV at yeah. some point. I was for sure too young to be watching it, so I felt like a little rebel mm-hmm. watching this like gory, not sexy, but involves sex yeah. movie. Um, and I was like, "Ooh, I'm so cool and rebellious." Yeah. Um, it's definitely a movie that feels like it's made in order for children to feel like they are uh, <laughs> transgressing some kind of whatever. Anyway. Yeah. Um, it's not good. <laughs> no. It has some interesting stuff. But the oh, my overall takeaway watching it this time was that it just felt very like... Um, uh, vaguely like misogynistic. <laughs> But not like in in that, not in that she is not empowered in this movie. Because if anything, the complete opposite. I mean, it's play show so little red. Right. right. Let's set the table just a little bit because I feel like it's set that table, baby. Well, I feel like it's not a movie. It's not a very well known movie, especially now. Like I remembered it. Mm. I think I had seen it before, but I certainly didn't remember anything about it. Yeah. Um. But so it's a very young Reese Witherspoon. Mm-hmm. This is our like second very young Reese Witherspoon movie after Man <laughs> on the Moon, Man in the Moon, Man on the Moon, in the Moon, Man Sorry. in the Moon. Yeah, um, very young Reese Witherspoon. She lives in California with her mom, who's a uh, prostitute, and her stepfather, who's like abusive and. They both do drugs. They both do drugs. And and, um, the mother and the boyfriend get touted away. The social worker shows up. She handcuffs the social worker to the bed uh, and runs away. Little Red Riding Hood does. Her Mm -hmm. name in the movie, who can say? What is her name? Uh, Hold on. We're going to look it up. What a a great podcast this is. Wow. Vanessa Lutz. Oh, yeah. Okay, weird. Oh yeah, and then Keeper Sutherland. So she then she goes hitchhiking. Oh, that's one of my notes. Her car her car breaks down. She goes hitchhiking, immediately picked up by Kiefer Sutherland, who is kind of a like a nerdy professor type, like dad, very dad, dad type, yeah. yeah, lame kind of guy. And his name is Bob Wolverton. Wolverton, do you get it? And um, and the, uh, throughout the beginning, there's kind of a Thing going on in the background of like, oh, there's a serial killer on the loose. Mm-hmm. Well, can you guess what happens? <laughs> Turns out Bob Wolverton is the serial killer. They ha- they kind of go on this road trip together for a little while. Then he reveals his true intentions. And then it's, but like, I thought that was the movie. Like, oh, it's kind of 
a serial killer picks up this girl mm-hmm. and there's a cat and mouse thing as they kind of go on this road trip. You know, I thought it kind of was a, more of a thriller. Yeah. But it's almost trying to, it reminded me, like, me a lot of Heather's. The tone yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because it's really trying to be in your face with how transgressive it is. Like, right. From minute one, everyone's... It, re- it also reminded me of, and you haven't seen these, but the Rob Zombie Halloween movies. Okay. Where, like, every, like the parents are like, fuck you, like, I fucking hate you, and I'm gonna <laughs> fuck your whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Just like, <laughs> and you're like, okay, I All get right. it. I get All it. Right. It's It's rough. You know what yeah. I mean? So that's the whole tone. So then that's the first half, like first half of the movie. But then there's so much more movie where there's like, she uh, escapes from him. There's like a trial. There's all this like. Right. Cause she's a, she's a juvenile delinquent. She's a badass. Right. She, she is a gun. She shoots him. She runs away. She goes to jail. Right. She's not remorseful, obviously, because he was going to kill her. And what does she say? Because he, he like, talks about... He tells her that he's going to kill her, and then, like... She says, all you want to do is get off in a sex-type way? Yeah, <laughs> Was that it? No. <laughs> Doesn't she say, like... I mean, maybe I'll put a trigger warning at the beginning of this, because this is, like, wow. I mean, she says a lot of things. Right, but he says... So he says he's going to kill her and then have sex with her dead body. Right. And she doesn't she say something like, You're, you... You like screaming at him like you want to do sex to my dead body or yeah, something yeah, like yeah yeah a lot know, of that. dead body that's sick it's <laughs> sick Bob it's sick Bob Bob <laughs> Bob it's sick um, um, so that's like what we're dealing with. and then obviously it, it ends up spoiler alert at the grandmother's house with like Bob for some reason I mean we know why but yeah for some reason he has to like impersonate uh, he yeah he like killed the grandmother disgustingly yeah. and then has to impersonate her in bed to, be, to align with the thing and all this stuff. So anyway, it's, it's a weird one. It's it feels a weird so nineties. It does feel very nineties, but it just feels just looping back really quickly. Yeah. To I'm sorry. I, I just no, don't to, be sorry. Like, no, cause I feel like people don't know the movie that yeah. way. Um, it, when I say it feels weirdly misogynistic is it, I just mean it has, it's not as far as, Wild Things? Is that what that That's a movie, movie yeah. is called? Yeah, with Nev Campbell and Denise Richards. Which is so clearly just like some dude like jerking off and making sure. Nev Campbell and Denise Richards make out sure. because he wants to jerk off to that. Right. It's not quite that far, but it approaches that with Reese. Well, it's weird, and, and I'm not disagreeing with you at all. Like, it's made by a man. It clearly has all this weird sexualization to it. Mm-hmm. But also, like... She's not, she doesn't strike me as like a sexual object in the movie. She never has sex, right? She's not like. I mean, I guess not. And and I'm not disagreeing with you because there's so much going on, but it's like, I could also see, it's like, it's a weirdly, uh, it's like, it's doing both. It's yeah. weirdly empowering. Yeah. And like, she's, I mean, also because it's Reese Witherspoon. Who yeah. Is so good. I mean, that's literally one of my notes. Is I was like, weirdly, Reese is perfect in this. Like, if you had anybody else in this movie, it would not be serviceable at all. Right. And, and it's so weirdly watchable. And I think it's because of her. Yeah. I think 100% if this is like the only reason anybody's ever heard of this movie is because yeah. of Reese Witherspoon. Like, yeah. she's so good in this. It's miles and miles away from Man in the Moon or right. the stuff that she was doing then. It's very close to Fear. Fear, right. Which is the movie that I get it confused with all right. the time. Same the only feel. Thing, same feeling. Only thing I know about that is that she gets fingered on a roller coaster. On a coaster. roller coaster, yeah. And because that was like when we were in high school. I think, and right, that was high, the thing. Junior high was like, there's a movie. Yeah. And the, the, and the Marky Mark, he there fingers was, the like, girl. Literally, this Sorry, is I'm so. Sorry, fingers so much. Yeah, thanks. Uh, <laughs> this is so like a like, after school special, but there was like a girl that I was friends with in late junior high early high school who was like like her i think she had like maybe kind of a bad home life but like her parents were divorced and her mom was kind of never home and i went over to her house and she really liked marilyn manson and she offered me cigarettes and she told me about fear oh yeah, yeah i'd yeah. never seen it and i was like what yeah <laughs> um yeah so reese witherspoon is the is like makes the movie and it her performance i think it doesn't feel 
I don't know. It's weird. It's weird because I'm not disagreeing with you at all. No, no, like, I, I think, yeah. But it's. I think we're saying the same thing. It's like this weird. It does both in this weird way. Right. And it, I think it's because it's like, oh, let's put this. It, it, you know, it feels so weirdly exploitative because it's like, look at how seedy it is. Look at how the underbelly and yeah. like all this stuff. And you're like, yeah, okay. okay. I like, I don't, I believe that people have hard lives, of course. Right. I don't believe they look like this, really. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, like, it feels like someone, it feels like, so like one of my notes says, I love how this is so clearly me rebelling. Like, I didn't do drugs or drink or do bad shit, but I sure watched terrible movies about girls who did. Right. And it feels like, the person who wrote this movie was the same way. They were not someone who, like... Right. Like, they weren't writing from their own experience. They were like, oh, I bet that, like, if both of your parents were druggies, then your mom would be a prostitute. Right. And your dad would be trying to molest you. Like, what's the... Yeah, what's, I, what's the worst, like, Thing I can think of. Ooh, yeah, you know exactly. I mean? And just trying to, like, put it in your face and all that stuff. Yeah. But then... And then there's all the weird racial shit in the movie, which yeah. is, like, abundant because one of the ways that she's living this crazy life is her boyfriend's a gangbanger. Yeah. And they, and look at like that, that really long shot of them kissing. Yeah. Which is like, I think supposed to be, um, uh, salacious and titillating and also like, Ooh, like look at what she's doing. Yeah. Like uh, all that stuff. And it's just like, they're kissing for a long time. So like, long. This is, feels uncomfortable. <laughs> um, like your mouth would get uncomfortable. Anyway. Um, but, uh, so there's, and then later on in the movie when she's been arrested by Dan Hedaya is one of the cops, mm-hmm. the great Dan Hedaya, the yeah. icon, the God, all praise be <laughs> unto him. Um, and the other actor whose uh, name is Wolfgang Bodison, Bodison, also an, a god and an icon. Not, oh, yeah, I'm not totally. saying he's not, <laughs> um, but he's black. And so Reese Witherspoon is like hurling racial slurs well, at him. He says and something. Is, he says he like calls her white trash. Not or white trash. Honky? Like, a, no, like a crack baby or something. Or like, oh. oh, 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 he insinuates that because her mother was uh, a, a sex worker that she also was selling her body. And she that pissed her off. So she starts flinging the N-word at him. Right. And it's just like, yikes. Yeah, in a way that is like, I guess, I mean, A, the 90s, there were plenty of right, white, they didn't care. white yeah. writer directors who thought like edgy. Yeah. And then also it's like, I guess like, yeah, if you're going to create this character, she's going to be an idiot racist in a lot of ways. Right. But I but don't think they thought that. Yeah. But it's also not that the character is racist. Like it's like this weird, it's, or they don't think that she's racist. It's just the weird, right. like, it's, it's, like you're, you're saying mean things to me, so I'm going to say mean things to you. The problem with that is that uh, I think personally, and also I think a lot of people think that, that the N-word subverts that calling name thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's a different Yeah, league. it is a, a different category. But um, but yeah, it's this, it's this weird, weird thing. And Very, I a lot of weird racial shit in the yeah, movie is the point. Yeah, I certainly don't remember that right. from <laughs> watching it as a child. Um, I also have a note that says, subtlety who? Innuendo where? Yeah. Because there's literally Kiefer Sutherland on his like switch and when he's like creeping on her and like he's about to reveal that he's the serial killer like a we've known this whole time because again because we're subtlety where um but also like he literally smiles and it's like we're gonna danny elfman was like we're gonna make music that's not jaws but is kind of jaws right 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 (laughs) and that's what this is gonna be the danny elfman score is pretty wild yeah um it's very 90s Danny Elfman, so Beetlejuice, Simpsons, Huey, yes. like that, like driving, like, but then, like, yeah, the very weird kind of, I don't know, yeah, um, yeah, exactly. It's it's a very <laughs> weird movie. It made a lot of sense when it was like, oh, executive produced by Oliver Stone, um, which happens early because I, I didn't know that, and it, mm-hmm. and he did, you know, he did JFK and like all the all those movies, okay, but then also did. 
uh, Natural Born Killers, which is very much in the like, look at how violent shit can be, <laughs> but also it's a satire, but is it? Mm. And um, and U-Turn, which has a lot of that stuff in it too. And then it just, it's a very weird tone and a weird movie and not, I, I don't know, it felt such a like, quaint idea yeah. of kind of like, look how crazy things are. It's also stylistically a very strange movie. Mm-hmm. There's very long scenes. Yeah. Lots of... Super long. Lots of really long scenes of just... Um, I'm thinking of Reese Witherspoon and Kiefer Sutherland in the car mm-hmm. talking like... It, the coverage doesn't really change that much for mm-hmm. five or ten minutes of them yeah. just like talking in the car and like these long dialogue scenes there's an interrogation scene with her later mm-hmm. that's really long and all over the place and it, it just feels so it's just a strange movie yeah it, like it's a real weird one i almost want to like it because it's so weird i know but i didn't like it yeah it's, exactly <laughs> and it's also one of those movies where it's like it is not a movie that I would recommend that everyone see, mm-hmm. but there are certain people that I'm like, oh, you should definitely see this yeah. movie, and not because I think it's really good, or even necessarily because I think that you will enjoy it, but because it feels like something you should see. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's just like such a weird, specific right thing. Oh, and the long, another long scene is them. They it's is before the reveal. It's like they go out to dinner together, mm-hmm. and then the reveal that he's a serial killer. And they go to dinner together, and they go walking by the beach or by the river or something like that, lake, and uh, body of water. Uh, yeah. Should I name some more bodies? Uh, they're on <laughs> an isthmus, and they're near the... <laughs> anyway. Um, but they... It's like, then she's describing abuse. Yeah. And I remember just being like, what is the tone of this? Like, yeah. It's, you it's know... It's so weird. These very, uh, you know, rough... Like, very... And Reese Witherspoon kills it. Right. Very rough descriptions of abuse and, like, what it feels like and all this stuff. Yeah. In a way that's... I'm like, this feels very real and scary and all and all this. And then it just gets cuckoo. Cuckoo Right, bananas. exactly. It's like... it's like Again, it's like, this movie is not for the faint at heart, but it's also not, like, that bad. But it's... But, again... Not everyone should watch it. <laughs> it almost it almost crosses into like there are scenes where it almost crosses into David Lynch territory of whoa just these weird kind of like everyone like weird interactions that feel very alien right you know the co- like, I don't know very strange it's a weird one you guys and it's like weird. Brooke Shields shows up in right a Brooke cameo Shields is in it and, like, Brittany Murphy is in it and Brittany Murphy this is what she did right after she did Clueless by the well, way well Brittany Murphy and Dan Hedaya together yeah. again D- uh, together again <laughs> it was a real Clueless reunion yeah Brittany Murphy's really good in it I yeah mean, um it's 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 a very strange movie. This you weird. you bought this, right? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Again, this was like this is like a weird like core memory for me. Yeah. <laughs> just like finding this movie and be like, ooh, I can't tell mom and dad I watched this freeway. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> but I thought like I thought from remembering it or seeing the the poster or whatever mm-hmm. that it was a, like a straight up thriller. And it's much more, it's much weirder than that. Yeah, gets, and there are thriller aspects to it, but, I mean, yeah. obviously it's a serial killer and whatever, but, like, it's it's a But weird... it's, like, trying to be Heathers, I think. Yeah, Heathers is a good comparison, yeah. for sure. Um, and it's, it's, I, I mean, Reach for the Spoon, though, worth seeing if you're, if yeah. you, if she's great. She's killer. She's amazing. Kiefer Sutherland, fine. <laughs> good. Doing his thing. Doing He's his good. 90s thing of being the, the bad guy. Yeah, exactly. Um... Awesome. Is that it? It I feels think like that's it, it. Feels like there's so much more to say about it. like, like But that, I mean that's it. We just keep saying exactly. It's like it's, it's weird. wild. It's weird. <laughs> it's What is this? Yeah, what I'm not is quite this? sure. I don't like it, but I don't dislike it. It's just such a weird movie. Mm-hmm. It is a weird one. And like structurally it's so strange. Like how long yeah. we spend in the beginning with the mom mm-hmm. and the boyfriend. Like the length of that. It right. Just, it, you know what I mean? And and how much the mom who's played by Amanda Plummer, who was, you know, had like a bunch of stuff, good stuff in the nineties that she did. And mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. It's like a very weird movie. Sorry. I'm not being particularly no, eloquent. It's all right. It's just, it's a weird one. It's this one has stumped us. You guys, it stumped us. I feel stumped. I feel stumped. I mean, not really. I know, <laughs> I know what I want to do with it, but, um, 
is it available? You can watch it right now if you go to Amazon Prime. Heard of it? <laughs> know it. Know it? You can um, watch the new Lord of the Rings television show followed by Freeway. <laughs> But only do that if you consult with me first. So if you're if you're a friend of mine, I will let you know whether or not you should watch yeah, this movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like you know, you yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Amazing. Okay. Hey, uh, question. Yeah. What's the connection, man? I'm glad you asked. Both of these movies, both Freeway and Red Dragon, are scored by Danny Elfman. Oh. Which I didn't realize... I, I knew I, that either. I definitely picked out the Danny Elfman score on Freeway. Freeway, yeah. But I, you know, saw his name in the credits. Right. Obviously. But Red <laughs> Dragon, I fully missed it and also didn't register it. So yeah, no. What does that mean? Yeah. Um, also, Dan Hedaya, the god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, stars with Anthony Hopkins, mm-hmm. plays Hannibal Lecter. I don't know if you've heard of him. Mm-hmm. Um, they were both in the movie Nixon, directed by the aforementioned Oliver Stone in 1995. So, Dan, so Dan Hedaya was in Nixon, yeah, and then also played Nixon in Dick, yeah. <laughs> but in Nixon, he played. He B- doesn't play Nixon. No, he plays BB Rebozo, <laughs> <laughs> or a character based on BB Rebozo. BB Rebozo. <laughs> Anthony Hopkins plays Nixon right. in that one. Right, right. I think that's a movie. I loved JFK when I was a kid. Um, like the concept? No, the movie. Okay. I mean, the concept, <laughs> sure. But I love the movie. Um, and then he came out, they were like, this made a lot of money. Do Nixon now. Uh-huh. So he made Nixon. I think I tried to watch it like seven times. <laughs> and I was like in my teens and I just could never get no, through it. Couldn't so. make it happen. Even with B.B. Rebozo in there. <laughs> anyway, Dan Hedaya and Anthony Hopkins. I great. love that. Our next movie from 2002, it's Red Dragon, directed by Brett Ratner, everyone's favorite. <laughs> Sorry. Brett Ratner, like, fucking monster. Um, I Am To Be Summary, a retired FBI agent with psychological gifts, is, ass- okay, is assigned to help track down the Tooth Fairy, a mysterious serial killer. Aiding him is imprisoned forensic psychiatrist Dr. Hannibal the Cannibal Lecter. Now, That's a weird summary. So now, we talked about Silence of the Lambs in episode 58. <laughs> Just had it at the ready. Yeah. Ready to go. Yeah, yeah. Um, this, okay, so let's go through the franchise for a minute. Just to, again, some table setting. Please. Okay. Okay, so in the 80s, Michael Mann directed Manhunter, which mm-hmm. is also based on the book Red Dragon by Thomas Harris. That's the first Hannibal Lecter appearance in film. Brian okay. Cox plays Hannibal Lecter in that. Oh, one. okay. Great movie. Really, really fun. Fun, not the right word. <laughs> then <laughs> Silence of the Lambs in the ni- in the 91, I want to say. Mm-hmm. The 91, Jesus Christ. Um, directed by Jonathan Demi. That's Anthony Hopkins, Hannibal Lecter. Okay. You know it, you love it. Classic. Class. Five-star movie. Yeah. We talked about it before. We did. Pretty flawless. Then that's where things start to get interesting. <laughs> then, uh, like 98, 99, maybe 2000, I could have looked this up, Hannibal, directed by Ridley Scott. Okay. And it, it, Anthony Hopkins returns, but Julianne Moore now plays Clarice. We saw it. What? Yeah, I, we did see it. But yeah. why did they do that? Were they just like, anyway. I mean, because they couldn't get Jodie Foster back. I know, but then you don't get to do your movie. Well, but but money. Ugh. Um. And that's based on the you know the, the the book that Thomas Harris wrote after whatever, and it, I don't remember anything about it. Ray Liotta gets no. his brain eaten. I think a lot of it takes place oh, in Italy. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so there's that. Then they're like, "Uh oh, we're out of Hannibal Lecter books. <laughs> we got to start again. What do we do?" So it's 2002. It's over 10 years after Silence of the Lambs, mm-hmm. and they're like, "We're gonna make the prequel again." Yeah. Red Dragon. With, with Anthony, Anthony Hopkins, Hopkins, older but playing younger. Ugh. If they did it now, he'd, he'd be Irishmaned up. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad he didn't. Um, and then they did Hannibal Rising, which I never saw, which is like a prequel when he's a kid, little oh. little Hannibal, oh, baby Hannibal. Yeah, <laughs> he's like seven years old. No, he's, it's like twenties. 
And then they did the Hannibal TV show with Mads Mikkelsen as Hannibal Lecter uh-huh. from Brian Fuller, who did the Pushing Daisies show. Yes. And whatever. Um, that show's great. It's like, I mean, it's wild. It, it, Lawrence Fishburne plays Jack Crawford. It's Hugh Dancy. It's great. Jillian Anderson's in it. You're saying so many names right now. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about this franchise. <laughs> and then they just did a show that I never saw called Clarice, which is like, Clarice. it's like Clarice after Silence of the Lambs, but I think because of legal issues, they couldn't reference Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> so it's okay. like just her. Anyway, um, that's the franchise. So the reason I felt the need to say all that is uh-huh. because this is a weird entry. Like, yeah. Franchise-wise, it feels very much like, oh, we have this IP Right. And we have to IP it. Right. You know what I mean? It feels like uh, like very much like a, a do-over. Right. And like, oh, let's get Anthony Hopkins doing Hannibal Lecter again. Yeah. And I would say, I again, I feel the need to like go through that because it, the running through the whole movie, you're mm-hmm. like, why though? Why, yeah. are we, why are we here? What are we doing? Yeah. The whole movie feels like a pale imitation to me of Silence of the Lambs. That's what it's doing. Yeah, no, for sure. It feels exactly. It feels like Silence of the Lambs. The the interesting question mark. I don't know. Uh, thing that I fun fact that I read was that uh, I think it was Hopkins and Edward Norton and one other person mm-hmm. were like, we're not gonna do this. But then they found out that the guy who wrote Silence of the Lambs was also writing this, oh, okay. and then they got on board. Yeah. Because they were like, oh, this is legit. Right, right. So that's interesting. But yeah, it feels like, like it just feels like not the same movie, but the same movie. Right. And <laughs> it's it's a shame because like the book came out before Silence of the Lambs. So mm-hmm. it's, it's you know, but but they're do, it's like doing all the weird. So just, just table setting a little bit. Edward Norton is Will Graham. You start... He's an FBI agent. You start the movie mid-investigation. Like, mm-hmm. Will Graham is investigating these deaths. Right. And consulting with a very free Hannibal Lecter. Right. Um, and you start the movie on the encounter where he realizes Hannibal Lecter is responsible for these deaths. Right, because Hannibal Lecter le- left his How to Cook and Eat Humans yeah, book exactly. on the shelf. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And then, um, so that's like the cold open is there is them trying to kill each other yeah it truly is cold open and then like roll credits and then we roll credits and we get all the newspapers saying like hannibal the cannibal or whatever yeah and then ed norton's retired in florida yeah but they pull him out for one last job (laughs) one last job baby harvey keitel who plays jack jack crawford Mm. scott glenn plays him in the other movie it's fine whatever (laughs) um uh he shows up hey you gotta come back man like you know we we need you to catch um, the Tooth Fairy, yeah. who is going around to families and killing them. Yeah. And mutilating their bodies with mirrors uh, and stuff. That's the thing. That's the thing. Spoiler alert for, for Red Dragon. This is the thing I was talking about last two weeks ago. <laughs> last episode where I was saying there's something in this that pops up in my like intrusive thoughts all yeah. the time. And mm-hmm. it's and it one of his like calling cards is that he smashes all the mirrors in the house and then he cuts them and puts them in his victim's eyes. Yeah. Uh, it does look freaky. Uh, and the stuff, you know, the home invasion stuff, the, like all that. I mean, this Silence of the Lambs and this, you know, book and, and all that stuff, it's so in that uh, milieu. It, so it's interesting. Okay. It's interesting the part of the movie where they're talking about bite marks. Yeah. Because we know, having watched, look, we've, look, we've seen a couple Netflix documentaries, okay? <laughs> And we know that, you know, those bite, the bite mark thing is inadmissible in is court. inadmissible. And it also not has, a thing. there's people who've been wrongly convicted because of it. Like, yeah. and there's so much blood spatter is, is the same way. Right. It's like fully kind of made up. Right. As a science. And just so to clarify for anyone who, who doesn't watch nothing but true crimes, the bite mark thing is that, so he's biting his victims and then the detectives are recreating his teeth via the bite marks right. on the body, which is not something that you can do. Right. It's all absurd. And then, but so. With any kind of accuracy. Right. But these movies are firmly in that kind of world of yeah. mind hunter and, and you know, it all, it all really. Forensics. Forensics. Yeah. Forensic psychology. Yeah. Like, and it all like came, 
I mean, the popularity of Silence of the Lambs, I probably said this on the other episode, like, really gave birth to, like, oh, ser- you know, you, you can decode a serial killer. Right. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, get into, the, get into their head. Right. Oh, they they leave this mark on the wall. That means that it's a it's a six-foot-tall male whose mother was not nice to him or whatever. You know what right, I mean? Right, like, yeah. All that stuff, which I think a lot of that, to me... So, some of it holds up and some of it doesn't. Right. I mean, I think I think the, the takeaway from it is that you can, if you are a, a detective of some sort, you can let let that guide you on your path. And it certainly can, in some cases, narrow some things down. But, like, it, it's not, you're not going to, like, print out a picture of the serial killer. Right. It's not, like, a <laughs> riddle to be solved. Yeah. It's messy and whatever. Yeah. Um, so th- it's just interesting to like the, this movie's so firmly in that stuff. And oh yeah. Like, yeah. Like that's his, that's Ed Norton's whole character. That's right. what he does. Like he his, can, that's why in the summary it calls him, says he has psychological gifts. What does right, that mean? Right. Exactly. Um, um, it's like a, it's treated like a superpower. Almost, yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, what, there's a lot to talk about though. Yeah. I mean the, it's, so the movie as a whole, it's a, you know, he's investigating this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, halfway through the movie, you meet the serial killer. Like, it's not a whodunit. Right. Well, it's the same as as Sons of the Lambs. Right. Exactly. (laughs) It's exactly the same. He goes to consult with Hannibal Lecter. Right. Hannibal Lecter gives him all these clues. Again, it's all like Riddler shit. We gotta stop consulting with the murder man. Yeah, exactly. Just figure it out. (laughs) You gotta stop doing that. You gotta gotta stop doing it. But then halfway through, you meet um, the the killer, the Tooth Fairy, who's played by Rafe Fiennes. Yeah. And then you're like with him and his ro- like budding romance with Emily Watson's character at this like um, photographic chemical lab slash yeah. video processing place yeah. that they work at. Um, and Emily Watson's character Watson's, Watson's Emily Watson's character is blind, mm-hmm. and so she can't see that he has a, a soft palate, a cleft palate, cleft palate. There you go. Um, scar, we all have soft palate. Yeah, that's true. he has a soft palate. <laughs> um, and so he starts to, like, come out of his shell and fight this demon within him and all the, You know, that's, like, a big part of the second half of the movie. With, yeah. And you got Ray Fiennes, you got Emily Watson. They're both great actors. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and then you got Ed Norton investigating. And, all, and then you have Ed Norton. <laughs> you don't love Ed Norton? I, 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 watching this, I was like, I think I don't like Ed Norton. And I think my, my, my biggest issue with him it's not that I hate him. It's not like he's unwatchable. Oh, that's good. That's good. But <laughs> I don't hate him. Uh, <laughs> so don't, wor- don't worry, Ed. I don't hate you. Yeah. Um, no, it's not that I'm like, oh, I don't like this guy. But it's just I, I'm watching him and I'm just like, your face is not moving. Mm, okay. Like your face, his it's face. Not emotive. Yes. His face doesn't, doesn't do anything. And I'm just like, I don't I don't understand how you've gotten so far. With a face that doesn't do anything. Yeah, I mean, I remember like the, in a real way. The first time, I, I like, I think he can be great. I think he can be. He's been cast in things where I was like, "You're acting the hell out of this," and I don't think you're right for it. Hulk. Hulk is one. Yeah. You know, I mean, like Hulk. I don't. I don't. It's like. But, I, mean, I like him fine in Fight Club. Like I, I didn't. Yeah, oh yeah. Because we Club. did Fight Club, and I didn't notice that. Like I yeah. wasn't. But watching this, especially, I was like, "Are you gonna, are you gonna furrow your brow? Anything? <laughs> no." I mean the the character. Yeah. Anyway, I'm not gonna. Whatever. It's fine. Um, we've also got Philip Seymour Hoffman, <sighs> which it's just like this is this is the the prototypical. Like, Philip Seymour Hoffman shows up for two scenes, uh-huh. three scenes, yeah. and you're like, why is he not the guy? Like, why is he not in every scene of this movie? Yeah. Why is he not playing Will Graham or playing Francis Dollarhide, who's the tooth fairy? Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? Like, why, why, you have Philip Seymour Hoffman. Right. Use him better. Although he's great. He is great. He plays, he plays uh, the trashy reporter uh-huh. who's like making Edward Norton's life hell yeah. and is, you know, has no ethics or whatever. Yeah. He's so good in this. Wait, are you ready for my fun fact? Yeah. This is a good, good spot for my fun fact. Okay. Fun fact. This is the second time that Philip Seymour Hoffman plays a character named Freddie, who, spoiler alert, gets murdered by the titular character. Wow. Whoa! Talented Mr. Ripley, right? <laughs> yep. Which we covered in episode... 
35. We sure did. <laughs> um, one more thing about the Philip Seymour Hoffman thing is that he's doing, like, he's really he's really making some fucking choices. You he know is. what I mean? Like He really is. Like, just the way he's, like, sitting in one scene where he's just, like, he's slouched in this amazing way. He's muttering through the whole thing. Because mm-hmm. he's like, oh, I'm a slime ball. Like, I'm just going to mutter. Yeah. It's really, it's, I mean, it's... Acting, acting, like capital A, like it's, you know, it's, he's yeah. not disappearing into the role or whatever. No. In a way, or, but it's really, he's just so fun to watch. He's so anyway, fun to watch. And even in the smallest role, the. Yeah, I don't know if you know this, but we really like Philip Seymour Hoffman. The one that, the one that always gets brought up with him in <laughs> terms of like, oh, it's a t- small role in a nothing movie uh-huh. and he just kills it uh-huh. is Along Came Polly. Oh. Where he, he you know, is, plays like the slob best friend. Yeah. And just with that role does like so much. There's a clip that always goes around of him like walking into a room and just falling. Like falling down. <laughs> and it's incredible. Anyway, it's sorry. So good. That's our that's our PSH minute. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like uh I feel like there was a lot of watching this I was unable to properly suspend my disbelief yeah there was a lot of stuff where like the 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 bite marks thing Mm -hmm. where i was like well that wouldn't be admissible in court blah 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 whatever there's also like this whole thing where we 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 spend a a, a 10 minute scene convincing ed norton's character to leave florida to get back in the game right right it takes a lot to get him to leave his family and go do this thing and we spend Two seconds convincing him to go see the man who tried to kill him. Right, right. And he's just like, yep, boop, 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 let's go. Yeah. It's just, it doesn't make sense. Like, it's <laughs> like, I was like, wait, what? How did we get here? Right. Um, and then I was like reading the trivia and there was a whole thing where he originally was supposed to be scared when he went to Lecter's cell. But then Edward Norton was like, well, no, this is like a seasoned whatever. So... He a seasoned FBI agent, not a whatever seasoned FBI <laughs> agent, um, and he would he would be used to this. He wouldn't be scared. I think Edward so they, Norton like famously does like rewrites on all scripts. That, like like gets really involved with. Oh, sounds script. fun. Yeah, exactly. That's why he's got fired from the Hulk. Anyway. Um, but uh, so they compromised, and that's why like in the next scene you t- see him take his jacket off, and he's got pit stains, and it's just like, <laughs> but it's just like. It, like that really irked me for some reason mm-hmm. where it was just like he would be easier. He would be more easily convinced to come back and just because the whole thing is like, just go to the house. Just look at the crime scene. Just give us your like once over. And he does immediately come up with something that they hadn't come up with. Right, right, right. Fine. He would. That feels like an easy convince. But I don't care how seasoned you are. Yeah, you're not going to go visit. This man tried to kill you and almost killed you. You right. almost died. And you're just like, yeah, let's go. Let's involve Lecter. Well, like, and what? for what? Like, and yeah, for what? Like, and what Lecter sense. immediately does is, you know, use the information against him to, like, put his family in danger. Right. So it's like, yeah, this was a bad idea, guy. Yeah, bad idea. Um, it's a weird movie because it's got, it's, again, it's like Freeway in that it's just got a very weird structure, which I think is um, kind of... Partly what it's based on, like partly it follows all that stuff pretty closely, mm-hmm. but then also it's doing a thing where it's trying to be Silence of the Lambs again. Right. Um, and so... You, like it's a weird... Sorry, it's no. a weird structure, but it doesn't feel weird because we've seen it before. Right, but it doesn't work as its own movie, you know what I mean? Yeah, like no. it doesn't. It doesn't... It feels like it's aping it the whole time because you're always going to be in the shadow of that movie. Mm-hmm. You're also always going to be in the shadow of, like, the better version of this movie that was made before without Anthony Hopkins. Mm-hmm. Anthony Hopkins is fine in this, but he feels like he's doing, like, like, you know, we talked, I think we talked about this before, that, like, Hannibal Lecter's very campy. Mm-hmm. But he feels like he's really going for the camp in this one because he's just emulating what he did before. before and, like, the yeah. relationship with Will Graham is not particularly anything. Yeah. Um, in the show, in the Hannibal show, which is Will Graham and Hannibal Lecter, it, mm-hmm. it gets way more, you know, weirdly sexual and, inte- like, hey. as a subtext and, like, intense and all this stuff. But in this one, it kind of is, is nothing and he's doing a lot of the same. Like, you can feel the, like, oh, we need a Silence of the Lambs style speech 
I mean, like, when he says, like, can you hear the lambs, Clarice, or whatever. Right. We need that kind of thing here. Oh, we we need him to say, like, something weirdly sexual here because he did that with Clarice. Right. So, like, oh, he says, so, has some weird line about panties that, like, doesn't make sense. Yeah. Well, and it also feels like with that character, so Hannibal Lecter is supposed to, he's a doctor, right? He's a yeah. psychologist, psychiatrist, yeah. whatever. And at some point, he worked his way up to... I'm so good at my job that I work with the FBI. Right. And it feels like a real disservice to not give us any of that. And maybe that's in Hannibal Rising, but... I don't know. But you know what I mean? Like, it just... We're... Because we're immediately just... The, in the cold open, just immediately, it's, he's just fucking creepy and like feeding his guests the kidney of the guy he killed. Right, right. And they're like, "Oh, I wonder where John is." Yeah, and, they, and he's like, "Well, enjoy your meal." Yeah, you know, like it's like, okay, <laughs> all right, I get it. Right, like it's just this weird. I don't know. It feels like it yeah. feels like a disservice to bring him back, and then just have him do the same exact. Thing yeah, the same exact thing, and exactly. not explore this character any deeper. Exactly. Yeah. Um. It's a very, it's a, it's a, I would say it looks fine. It's like the scenes are directed competently, even though, again, Brett Ratner, full monster. Mm. Like full, full, like full monster. Not half. Like. The like full monster. Was, yeah, exactly. Um, so uh, this is not a moral judgment on him, but like directed competently fine, whatever. Yeah. But, so you can kind of fool yourself into thinking you're watching a movie. <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> sure, sure, and you sure. Think about it for a second, and you're like, "This is like a prequel, sequel." Ten years later, Anthony Hopkins looks old as shit. Yeah, like, they put a ponytail on him though. So right with the dyed <laughs> hair, it's like the dyed hair makes you look older, my guy. Um, the it's strange. It's a yeah. strange movie, and everyone's going for it. And Ray Fiennes, great actor, like great, great actor, yeah. going for it, going for Emily it. Emily Watson, great actor, which is the only way it. this is passable at all is if you you fucking go for it. Right, so Harvey like, Keitel, going for it. Going for it. Mary Louise Parker, going for it. Going for it. Edward Norton, doing fine. Going for it as far as he can. He's going for it. He's going for um, it. Oh, it also it is also doing all the like. Hey, remember Silence of the Lambs? Because it's got the guy who plays Chilton in it. Yeah. It's got Frankie Faison. Who yeah. Plays, um, oh, I can't remember the character's name. But he's in, that guy's in Manhunter. He's in Silence of the Lambs. Mm-hmm. He's in Hannibal. Mm-hmm. He's in this one. Like, yep. That guy is the guy. He's the guy. Um, he's the guy. He's a local. Yeah, he's a local. I, he works at the local pie shop. At the pie shop, which well, he is co-owns like. co-owns it or something? I don't know. I think, well, I think his wife owns it but he's, it. The, he's there all the time and uh we have this we have this lovely uh place called the pie store in town and they have a bunch of british stuff and they make like british pies and they're authentic and then they import all of the candy and yeah uh i go in there a lot around christmas time if yeah. you will um but he's always there he's such a nice guy he's always yeah. like yucking it up with everybody he's great he's from the wire he's like he's a great actor and yeah when you told me... Like, I was like, oh, that's the pie store guy. Right. I was like, what? Because <laughs> I, I, you know, I know him from these movies. I know him from so much stuff. He's yeah. so good. He's in Do the Right Thing. Yeah. He plays Barney in these movies. He oh, plays there Barney you go. in Silence of the Lambs and this and Hannibal. And he's uh, like an orderly guard at, yeah. the, at the prison where Hannibal Lecter is. Yeah. Um, and Anthony Held, Held, is Dr. Chilton. They're mm-hmm. both in this. Yeah. They're both like... Uh, and the movie ends, spoiler alert... The last scene is so stupid. <laughs> Sorry. The last scene is like, um, that is Dr. Chilton coming down to Hannibal Lecter and saying, there's a woman from the FBI here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, as if we're picking up moments before Silence of the Lambs starts. It's like, fuck you. Okay. You're, not, you're yeah, whatever. It's very, very dumb. Very dumb. Very dumb. Um, I'm trying to think of, oh, another thing I didn't like about this <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. Is that it just it takes place in like an unspecified year? Like Yeah, cuz it says like it, it has the intro, the cold open and it says a date 1980 something. Yeah. And then it just says several years later. Right. And then it just <laughs> and then like the the woman at the bookstore or library has kind of like a jean jacket and crimped hair. Yeah. But other than that, it just doesn't look or feel like any time yeah. at all. It yeah. feels like 2002. Yeah. Which is to me 
No, nothing. No time at all. <laughs> nothing. Like, what is that? Yeah. It doesn't, it's nothing. <laughs> um, so it's, it's a weird one. I don't know. Yeah. It looks fine. The menu is one of those cute menus, although not necessarily annoying, where yeah. it's like, it's kind of like there's like a little intro and then like the menu itself is like a case file. Yeah, exactly. Um, but then we click play and there was a preview. Yeah, there was a preview for the Eric Bana Hulk. <laughs> not the, not even the, the wrong, Edward, the wrong Hulk. The wrong Hulk. <laughs> you, you don't. Okay. DVD wise, there's a, a an agreement. A protocol. A protocol. There's a, we live in a society <laughs> and it's that you watch the previews, you skip through them, whatever. Then you're at the menu do you hit play and it's movie time, and baby? You play the movie. It's movie time. It's not preview time, then. It's not preview time. Come on. Very silly. Very silly. Infuriating. Um, oh, speaking of which, we didn't talk about the the DVD for Freeway, which unremarkable, is unremarkable, right? Clearly purchased in like 1997. Oh, that's the, right. It's like a weird. The menu is is like a. a like it's not personalized to the movie at all. No, and we also had to watch it like. In the middle of our screen. Oh, that's right. Remember? I forgot about that part yeah. where, yeah, we had to adjust the settings on our TV because it was, I don't know what that is, yeah. but it's like, if it was, it, it wouldn't stretch the right way. Yeah. So we had to kind of watch it like postage stamp in the middle of the screen yeah. so that you saw the black bars on on either side kind of. Yeah. All, um, which all around a, it. Right. Which yeah. is a thing with older DVDs. Yeah. They hadn't figured it out. It's a weird one. I'm um, just looking at my notes. Uh, Brett Ratner, Me Too shit. We're not going to get into it. You can Google it. It's awful. I'm glad he doesn't work anymore. <laughs> oh, when Philip Seymour Hoffman, uh, like, <laughs> look, he's in the movie for five minutes. It's going to be most <laughs> of this podcast. Um, when Philip Seymour Hoffman was tied to the wheelchair. and people, oh, he wasn't tied to a wheelchair. Oh, he was glued to the he wheelchair. He was super glued to a wheelchair. Yeah, exactly. Um, the, you know, people like say this all the time uh-huh. and but the the delivery, like the just the whole his whole essence, right? He was giving me such Jesse Plemons vibes. <laughs> like there was something about the delivery okay. that was just so Jesse Plemons. Okay, and I know a lot of people talk about him, and we're all kind of. I feel like we're all kind of waiting for Jesse Plemons to like, like where's your like Capote? You know what I mean? Yeah. Where's I mean his? he's. I mean he's good. He's so he's good. so good. He's in so many movies, but he's he always just needs the the breakout. Yeah, exactly, movie. exactly. Um, I think I talked about. Yeah, he need, yeah he needs that movie. Like I think about him. You know, what I think about him. The first movie that comes to mind for Jesse Plemons, Game Night. Game Night. Yeah, he's so good in Game so Night. So good. Anyway, um, but he was really. People always say like, "Oh, Jesse Plemons reminds me of the Filipino." People are always saying this. Always. You can't walk down the fucking street without, without people saying it. Being, hey, Jesse Plemons. I can't go me. a minute. Yeah, Jesse Plemons reminds me of Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah. it's on T-shirts. It's on you know yeah. whatever whatever. Um, oh, it, it, the movie has the uh, the F slur in it. Uh, which Edward Norton says to his child in the end in a very heartbreaking oh, scene, God. which he's trying. It's it's awful, but and I don't know if it's in the book. I don't know whatever. But if you know, and it's like that slur being in this movie is if you know about Brett Ratner at all. Like he got oh. fired off the Oscars because he called he was using that word. Oh and great! Like, you know all this whatever. Fucking he bad. sucks. Yeah, I mean that's that's like the. You know, not even the worst thing he's... Anyway, right. right. Take away. He sucks. We don't, we don't need to talk about him anymore. You keep talking about him, though. I do. <laughs> anyway, back to Philip Seymour Hoffman. Um, great. I it's, love that. Is it available? <laughs> you're like, shut, shut the it fuck down. Up. <laughs> shut it down. You can watch it on HBO Max right now if you want. Wow. 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 Um, <laughs> which one are we keeping? I would say, so you have a kind of sentimental attachment to Freeway, maybe? Yeah, a slight, slight one, yeah. I would say, and Red Dragon, clearly like a blockbuster bargain bin purchase, because yeah. it still has the blockbuster barcode on it. <laughs> I'm fine with getting rid of either of these. Red Dragon, I do like having, because we have all the other, I we have all the Hannibal Lecter movies. Not Hannibal Rising, I've never seen that. I don't know what that is. But... So you're, so you're, so we don't have all of the Hannibal movies. Yeah, the thing I said is not true. <laughs> okay, great. If that's what you, if you, if you want me to say it out loud, yes, fine. But we have a lot of them and it's like, there's a little Hannibal Lecter collection down there and on the shelf with like 
you know, I have Sons of the Lambs and... Let me counter with... We have all of the... Uh, Freeway movies? Re- Reese Witherspoon movies. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, I mean, not all of them. We have a lot of right. them. Right, okay, fair enough. We have the entire Freeway franchise, but not all of it. Do you know there's a Freeway 2? No. With Natasha Lyonne? It's called... Stop. It's called Freeway 2 Confessions of a Trick Baby. Oh my god! Yeah. yeah. Oh no. We have to watch it. Oh no. Never gonna watch it. No, we're never watching <laughs> that. Um, um, I, so what do you think? I mean... We were to both. I think I'm leaning more towards keeping Freeway, but I also oh. like could be convinced otherwise, no, you're right. I think. You're right. Why would anyone own Red Dragon? Well, it's just Red Dragon, it was fine. It's probably going to be available Freeway is less likely to be available. It yeah. feels like a real, like, not only do I have a slight sentimental attachment to it, but it feels like this really weird, like, I mean, Reese Witherspoon, she's she's kind of a, a, a big deal now. And, it hmm. like, having evidence of her in her early work, I think, is really fun. It's what, uh, half the reason I love Man in the Moon so much. Yeah. And, you know, and I think this is the same kind of thing as, you know, watching her progress into, like, you know, really trying to shake off, I'm a kid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm fine with getting rid of Red Dragon. That's fine. Great. Let's get rid of Red Dragon. Great. I love it. Thank you, Red Dragon. Uh, Brett Ratner sucks. Yeah. Okay. Shall we pick our next matchup? Let's do it. Let's do it. Hey, Siri. Uh-huh? Pick a number between 1 and 1,321. A random number between 1 and 1,321 is 685. From 2006, it's Just My Luck. <gasps> oh, oh boy. Great. Oh boy. Have you ever seen that? No. Oh my God. This, I mean, I guess we'll save it for the episode, but this... This is a real moment in my life, this movie. Great. <laughs> For several reasons. Okay. All right. <laughs> no, it's just like, we'll get into it right. when we talk about it. it. Oh, yeah. that's exciting. Oh, I haven't watched it in so long. All right. Let's see what's going up against it. Hey, Siri. Uh-huh. Pick a number between 1 and 1,321. A random number between 1 and 1,321 is 746. 746 is from 2006 little children <gasps> yeah oh have not watched in a long time no a long long time but, but i feel like i it was very important to us at the time yeah weird oh okay okay all right that's an interesting matchup yeah i think it's gonna be good 2006 baby what, what a time year. to be alive. What a year. Great. All right. <laughs> what? You're like, wrap it up. No. <laughs> wow. Okay. Just my luck. Little children, come back. See how it is. Listen. <laughs> See how it is. Listen. Thank you so much for listening, especially if you got this far. We're DVD Deathmatch in all the places. We got the Insta, we got the Twitter, we got the Gmail, we got the Portal Black Web. And I hope that you are kind to yourself today. Beautiful. Yeah. Because uh, you're awesome. So, you know. <laughs> Beautiful. Fuck the haters. Welcome. Listen, come back in two weeks and see who survives. DVD? DVD? Deathmatch! Death like. A gangbanger? Isn't that a term? Is that an offensive term? Okay, sorry. Let's. Yeah. Isn't a gangbanger like a porn thing? Well, it also. You mean like a gangster? Yeah, like, it, but it, gang. It was also like a term, like a slang term for like. Really? Gang. Yeah. Let me just. But I'm not gonna. We're, we'll cut it out. I thought gangbang was very specific to the bang part. Gangbanger. Merriam-Webster, a member of a street gang. All right.